how sweet it is to be a Thursday. You know, it's a new um, jingle I just made up. And back in the day, people could write a jingle for a cereal and just make a shitload of money. That's so funny. Imagine just writing a jingle. Like Snap, who, dude, who came up with Snap Crackle Pop? That guy is sitting somewhere on his cereal yacht going Snap Crackle Pop on a yacht. Because he wrote that. He wrote that tune. And now he's out there just fishing around on that Snap Crackle Pop money. Probably doesn't even eat it. I guarantee he doesn't eat it. He's eating escargot now, dude. By the way, speaking of that, I've been binging Below Deck. Below Deck is one of my favorite reality TV shows. And if you haven't seen it yet, it is, I cannot recommend it enough. It's these people who, they work on a, like a mega yacht. And this this season is actually not a yacht, but it's a, a sailing boat. And you, the funny part is just to see these uber rich people come on. They rent it out for like a week. It costs like $300,000. And there's such this fine line, which is an interesting dynamic between they've spent such an egregious amount of money that it justifies any um, request that they make. But there's also a limit to what is even humanly possible. And so there's some guests that teeter this line between ordering just everything under the sun and the crew tries to make it happen for them and you're just sitting at home going like what an asshole but then you're sitting at home going like maybe not an asshole it's such i have such torn feelings about it i don't i don't know how to feel i don't know how to feel because on one hand i'm going like dude you're a dick like the one the one crew or the one guest they're ordering like sandwiches and all this like different stuff delivered to the beach delivered back i want this drink i want they have a million different complex things and i go you're a dick but on the other hand i go you're also spending hundreds of thousands of dollars so you should be able to get whatever you want so dude i don't know that's the fun that's what keeps me watching so i'm like i don't know how i feel now a part of me does know how i feel because i'll tell you this no matter how much money i have if i'm ever able to do like, I'm a simple guy. So even if I was on a yacht or whatever, I would still be like, can I just have a beer? And even these dinners that they do, you know, I'd like to have a little lobster. I'd like to have some steak. But I'm not bullshitting you. When I say if I was on a yacht and they brought me just like a nice, dude, just a nice deep dish pizza. Oh, come on, dude. That's good enough for me. That's, I just want to feel like I'm eating what I want to eat, and I'm full. There was one guy like that this season, some super rich dude, super hot wife, 40 years younger than him. You ever heard of that? What a unique dynamic. And he was like me, dude. This guy is super rich. He's on his yacht. They ask him, what do you want for dinner? You know what he says? Hamburger fries. Oh, that's my dude. When I heard that, that is my guy hamburger and fries and you know what that's the biggest flex you can make people think that getting on a super yacht and then ordering this luxurious dinner is a huge flex which it is but imagine getting on a super yacht and then just ordering something normal what boom that's the biggest flex because 
That's when you order something fancy, you're admitting this is a big deal. This is important. I spent a lot of money and I want to take advantage of it. And that's completely reasonable. But when you get on a super yacht and you're damn right I did that like a song. When you get on a super yacht and you order a hot dog, what? That's saying this ain't no thing. Where are we? Greece? Italy? Caribbean? I wouldn't even know. Because I'm flexing like this all the time. So I'm going to sit here on my chair and I'm going to look out at this priceless view. And I'm a munch on a hot dog, like a gentleman. So part of the way I respect it so much because one, indirectly, it's the biggest flex you can do. And two, because you don't have to, how do I say this? You don't have to go outside what you actually want just to prove a point. Now, some people actually do want some super fancy shit, right? We've all seen this. Some people can only drink a specific cocktail. Asshole. Some people can only drink their coffee in one way. Asshole. Hey, be flexible. All right? People who are so pretentious in particular about that stuff. Oh, it has one cream instead of two. Now what? You going to die? You Are you going to die? All right. Now you can tell I'm coming at you with some energy today. I'm a little fired up, man. Now, I'm out here in beautiful British, British Columbia. Hello. This is for Britain, British Columbia. I've come out here. What I needed to do, I needed a change of scene. I've been sitting in Calgary for months. And every day, it starts to turn into Groundhog Day. I don't know how you guys feel, but if you're locked down long enough, you're just like, I wake up, I do this. I do that. I put on my pants. I take my pants off. I put on that shirt. Oh, shit. Maybe I should try a different shirt. And then you go to bed and you're like, yo, that was exciting today. Remember when I did that different shirt? <laughs> I wonder what socks I'm going to do tomorrow. And I was like, really? Is that what my life is now? I'm just excited about potentially wearing a different pair of socks. You know what? Who gives a shit? Maybe I'll wear... One sock on my left foot from one pair and a completely different. Maybe I'll wear a knee-high sock on my left foot, like a little Sailor Moon. And then an ankle sock on my right foot, like a little Tony Hawk. And by the way, I don't even know if Tony Hawk wears ankle socks, but I'm assuming. And even more, by the way, I know Sailor Moon wore those knee-high socks. Because still think about her. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, I'm out here. I drove out here. I'm hanging in BC for the weekend. And uh, that's the reason there wasn't an episode today. I apologize for Wednesday, which would actually be the previous day, depending on what day you're in. And if you're a time traveler, I don't know where you're at. So sorry. But I'm out here now. And it's beautiful. I drove out. Of course, before you leave on a long road trip, you're scrambling. You're trying to get everything ready. What am I packing? And it's so interesting because... You would think, after all my years of being on the road as a comedian, of traveling around constantly, that I would be really good at packing, traveling, getting away. And I can tell you, the worst. 
I'm the worst. I never feel like I have everything. I pack so much extra just in case. I go down, I start spiraling when I pack, and I'm like, all right, bring a hoodie. That makes sense. But what if there's what if there's snow? I gotta wear something normal. Okay, bring a jacket. What if the snow is really deep? Bring my thicker jacket. What if it's really cold? Bring my winter jacket. Like, that's the type of spiral I go down. I end up bringing probably 90% of the stuff I bring I don't even use, to be honest. And so it took me forever to finally leave. And then I, I'm about to leave and I realize I turn on my old vehicle and it needs an oil change. God damn. God damn, dude. Now, fortunately, fortunately, I went and got an oil change when no one was there. I just lucked out. And here's what I'm going to say. This oil change was the best oil change of my life. Here's my recommendation. Nobody likes to get your oil changed, especially at Mr. Lube. Dude, Mr. Lube, I'm going to call them out right now, is a flea market. And they try to push stuff on you. I don't trust them. They're snakes. They lie about stuff. It doesn't matter. You do this experiment. Next time you go to Mr. Lube, put a new air filter in your wherever the air filter goes. The air filter slot. You know what I'm talking about. And go in there. And they're going to take it out and convince you you need a new air filter. Dude, they upsell everything. So I, I quit going to Mr. Lube years ago. I'm like, y'all on commish? I'm out. Young commish? No thanks. So I go to the great Canadian oil change. And let me tell you something. It is a great Canadian oil change. And now, right now, you're thinking, did I get a legit sponsor? I wish. I wish. And if anyone knows great Canadian oil change, the founder, John Oil Change, you hit him up and let him know. I would love that sponsorship because, dude, this was actually, I went in, the guy, super cheerful. What? Super cheerful, happy to meet me, happy to see me. He introduces me. He's like, hey, man, my name's Tom. I'm going to be looking after the overall project today. And I'm like, project? He goes, that's Sam. He's going to be doing stuff under the hood. Sam? And I got Ryan underneath the car. He's going to be doing the oil underneath. I'm like, Ryan, who are these guys? Thanks for introducing me. I really appreciate that. No problem, man. Listen. I noticed your windshield wipers a little screwed up, can't we agree? And at this point, dude, this guy's got me in the palm of his hand. He's introduced people to me. He's happy. He's smiling. I'm like, whatever you need, dude. He goes, your windshield wipers, they're shit, aren't they? And I said, in my head, I'm like, one, they are shit. So good for him for recognizing. And two, this guy just dropped an S-bomb. In a professional lubricated facility? Say no more, fam. I'm in. So he goes, listen, dude. Listen. And he gets near the window, right? He gets near the window and he goes, I need you to roll that up a little bit for COVID. And I'm like, oh, shit, good point. I rolled up three inches. He goes, good. Now we're protected from the virus. <laughs> hey, that's how stupid these regulations are. That one of the regulations for getting oil changes is you just have to roll your window up three inches. And then the government is like, okay, you're good. COVID can only get over if the window is below three inches high. So you're good. All right. So I roll up the window and he goes, listen, man, I can get you a deal on some wiper blades, right? Get you a deal. 
you hang tight, you want some? And I go, you know, in my head, I'm going, do I even have a choice? I'll get some just to impress you. Hook me up. And the truth is, I did need some wiper blades, all right? So they hooked me up with some wiper blades. They changed that oil. The first wiper blades didn't work. How crazy is that? They put them on. I tried to do the cheaper ones. Didn't fit. Didn't fit. So they give me the more expensive ones. But he gives it to me for a discount. Makes it all fair. Come on, dude. Anyway, highly recommend. Great customer service. They didn't upsell me on uh, anything, as far as I know. And it was one of the most positive oil exchange experiences of my life. And that's something only an aging man... (laughs) God, dude, when you get to the age where it's like you're just pumped to have fresh oil in your car, I never thought I would be this guy. I never thought I would get to this age where I'm just pumped to be like, some fresh fucking oil, dude. And you know what he did? He says, hey, you know what else I noticed? I'm like, what? What did you notice? And he goes, your steering steering fluid was a little low. And in my head, I'm going, I don't even think that's a fucking thing. Steering fluid. But I'm listening. He goes, your steering fluid was a little low. A little lower than we like to see. You know? And I go... Yeah, what do, I mean, what do we like to see? And he goes, a little more full, a little more of it. I go, okay, and now what? He goes, listen, we're going to top it up for you. And I go, how much that's going to be? How much is that going to be? He goes, listen, it's on the house. <laughs> Dad boners all over the place. Dad boners on boners out here. So they top up all my fluids. Dude, these guys, it's a team. And because, here's the thing, because I'm the only one there, all three of them are dedicated to my vehicle. I feel like I have my own little pit crew working for me. It's incredible. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is this an Acura CSX, a.k.a. a slightly fancier Honda Civic? Or am I an F1 racing car? Because I got guys all over this thing fixing it. (sighs) I felt like a real all-star, you know? You really felt special. And so, anyway, highly recommend. They did a great job. Whole thing went smooth. I got some new wipers. Woo! Woo! Dude, I got some wipers. And they're so new. And they hug my windshield so crisp. Then even on the drive out here, if I didn't hit anything, like a bug or anything, I was wiping them just to wipe them. What? Nobody does that. But I I just wanted to see the coverage on the windshield. And let me tell you, it's good coverage. So that's going on. Now, the other thing, on the way out here, I listened to, uh, God, this podcast is so good. Hold on. Let me just check right now. Um, I listened to a podcast called... The Minds of Madness. Now, it's so good. It's on the Wondery Network, which I'm a huge fan of. And uh, The Minds of Madness talks about people who are ordinary people, and I'll put that in quotes, who do things that are extremely un... Wow, really great way to pitch it. Unordinary. Like, ordinary people who do things that are completely insane. And out of the realm of... um, yeah, I guess what's ordinary. So there's one that I listened to, and it's called Joe Sink, who lived in Australia. 
And just brace yourself because I'm going to have a couple spoilers here. But for the love of God, somebody, and by the way, we're going to start having some guests on the podcast. I've got a couple announcements coming up, so stay tuned um, because there's some people I need to talk to. I'm excited to talk to, and we're going to start doing some interviews. So stay tuned for that. I'm not going to announce anything yet, but I'm excited. Got some stuff lined up. But that was spawned on by partly from this, where somebody, for the love of God, needs to explain to me how sentencing in our criminal justice system works and what the what the rationale behind it is. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because I listened to this podcast on the way out here, and basically this guy meets a girl early. They meet like 1920 type thing. Start liking each other. Start dating. His family notices that this guy that they knew, who was so vibrant, so excited, so independent, starts losing all of that while being with this girl. Starts being a lot more melancholy, not as excited. The glimmer in his eye is gone. And pretty soon, she tells um, all of their friends. Now, by the way, this this girl is a nut. She keeps, you know, inventing medical issues. She thinks she has all kinds of, you know, diseases, all this type of stuff. And even though it comes back negative, she thinks she has it. And it's very obvious to see she's manipulating him. And she is taking over control of his life. And long story short, she comes up with this whole storyline that they have a suicide pact. And they then they have a dinner with the friends. This is the other part that pissed me off. They have a dinner with the friends. And she's told all the friends, you're going to come over tonight for a farewell dinner. Because after dinner, we're going to kill ourselves. And the friends come over for dinner. And nobody says anything to the police. There was like, I don't know, 15 friends. They all come over. They have dinner. And then they leave. And nobody says anything. So right away, you're like, how do... It's insane to think people could do that, right? Insane. And then this this girl, she injects this poor guy. He doesn't know about this whole suicide pact thing, by the way. It's just in her own mind for her own fairy tale that she wanted to have. She injects him with... um. Ruflin. No, she poisons him with Ruflin to paralyze him. So he's paralyzed now. And then while he's paralyzed, she injects him with heroin to kill him. And they said that he was still conscious for three days, suffering every single day. Paralyzed, couldn't move, suffering until he finally died. And then this girl goes to um, trial for it. And they say she's just has insanity and she gets, guess how long she serves in prison? Guess how long she serves? She tortured someone for three days and killed them. She serves a year and a half in jail. She serves less than a pandemic in jail. And I'm like, dude, I was like yelling at my steering wheel. I need someone to explain to me. And the reason she served such little time was because they said she was, she pled insanity. And they said she was too crazy or whatever to accept responsibility. But the thing, my issue with all that type of stuff, and again, I need to speak to an expert on this, is that what about the guy that got tortured for three days? 
How is that fair to him? He didn't do anything. And then the per imagine getting tortured for three days and killed. And then the person who died, knowing that the person who did it was going to serve like nothing in prison. Because they're just going to say, oh, shit, I was, I was crazy at the time. Oh, my God, dude. It's a great podcast. Listen to it. If you're like me, you'll be screaming. You'll be screaming at the steering wheel. Just you, I don't understand how this stuff can happen. Man, I'm getting fired up just thinking about it right now. Crazy. I mean, how do you not punish someone? Oh, God. All right. I'll wait until I have a, an expert and can talk to them. But in the meantime... Thanks for letting me dump that poison. <laughs> so anyway, that's a great podcast. Um, check that one out, especially if you're driving somewhere. Oh, dude, I was going to say this about the oil change. So the guy pulls out my air filter. I totally forgot about this. The guy pulls out my air filter. And he goes, hey, just want to show you something. And right away, I go, I go here comes the hustle. I'm going to need a new air filter. And he goes, the air filter is pretty new. And I knew that because I got it changed last time. He goes, but I see a little bit of like, like bite marks on the inside here. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, I've seen this before. You might have mice in your car. I'm like, what the f dude of all the things I thought I would have to deal with as an adult mice in my vehicle. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, it's more common than you think. He's like, I'm not allowed in your car because of COVID, but I would take out check behind your glove box and see if there's any mice living back there and dude i haven't been able to do it i haven't been able to i don't know i'm scared to see them i might have a little family of mice in my car but to be honest they're not really bugging me if it's warm they like it <sighs> i forgot to mention that yeah that's so now i'm scared every time i drive i'm afraid that some like mouse or a rat's gonna jump out and bite me the twisted turns that life can take that's all i can say so check here's here's the mess, the lessons for today. One, check your cars for mice. Two, if you're gonna get your oil changed, go to the Great Canadian Oil Change. And three, don't let somebody torture you for three days because they're not gonna serve any time. Don't get tortured. That's my advice. Don't get tortured. And with that in your mind, <laughs> as you walk around Thursday thinking about that, have a fantastic day. And I'll be here tomorrow as we almost start the weekend Friday. See you guys later.